You're listening to Anti-Didact, the podcast about how to, where we ask how come. My name is Ian, and I am one talkster. Who's the second talkster? Hey, it's Alex. Who do I got next to me? It's me, Hanko. I'm your expert in inexpertise. And it's Fred, the angry golfer, because I've golfed for 13 hours in two days. You've golfed for more than you've slept. Oh, no, I've done a luxury leisure sport. Oh, boo-hoo, I got to drink beers on the course. Ooh, uh. I actually forgot all my beers, so I had to mooch off my friends. And you then he, you gave, had to, like, have them spit beer into your mouth like a baby bird. Yeah, while yeah. I was sitting in the, in the golf cart <laughs> on my back. Oh, wait, were you drunk driving in the golf cart? No, my friend was. <laughs> oh, dude, he might get uh, hit by the golf police. <laughs> we didn't tip the cart over, though, so you know, that's always a plus. Did you have the golf jail type of cart that protects you from all the balls? No, Hank, Hank that's, the, that's the one that the people in the driving range drive. That's not for regular customers. <laughs> we didn't have bars on the side of our, our cart. Yeah, every time I get in my golf cart, I got to pass through a metal detector and put my balls in a safe compartment. But, but uh, Hank did go golfing for the first time ever today. Yeah, it was fun. I like hitting balls really hard. He, he thought the caged golf cart that the, the driving range staff drives in was for like people the golf jail. Mm-hmm. Like if you you know you get too drunk on the course if you don't have the right color polo <laughs> on or like you know you show the wrong etiquette they put you in the golf. Yeah, jail. if you if your collar is up and your polo, then you get put in golf jail. They'll or, come escort you off the course. Yeah, or if you take too many mulligans on the same hole. Uh, yeah, no, I went golfing. Uh, yeah, so basically I went golfing. Uh, there was a lot of uh, golfing. There was a monkey that was actually golfing with us. Yeah. Did you use left-handed clubs? No, I just changed my mind and used right-handed clubs. Okay. <laughs> oh, so you can change it. You're like ambidextrous. It's like you can just change your mind. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you're, you're just choosing to use one hand over the other. Like, you are you can just do whatever you want. It's all mental. Yeah, it's all, it's all a mental game. Really, it is. I do some things lefty, like... Play pool. I hold I hold the pool stick in my uh, left hand, and then what are you doing? You opening a jar? I unscrew things, lefty. Really? I That's also because screw things. You, lefty. you need your dominant hand to to grip it while you twist it with the other. <laughs> I think I do have a, a higher grip strength with my opposite hand, though. For some <laughs> the no, you twist. don't. No, you very clearly have high grip strength in your dominant hand, <laughs> as we all know. As, as all men do. Well, no, think about it. You, could, like, you would want to have the best grip strength in your non-dominant hand. That way you can train it all day and have it be really tired, and you can still have your dominant hand to do other stuff. So it, it makes sense that it would be able to grip oh, yeah, more stuff. Oh, so, yeah, like, it's a stamina thing. Like You yeah. have to make sure that you still have enough stamina to use your right arm at the end of the day. Yeah. You start the day using your left arm. Yeah, you know, all the things that you do with your left arm when you start the day. Yeah, what's oh, that yeah. training regimen look like? Oh, it's I call it the grip and twist all day. I'm <laughs> gripping and twisting. <laughs> See, I do more of a grip and pull. Oh no, that's like that's like a good, but like there's not as much uh, like research on the grip and pull versus the grip and twist is a real tried and true technique. The twist has guaranteed results. Yeah, no, the twist uses all of the muscles in your ligaments. See, the the bop it game really has this dichotomy down. It takes more muscles to twist than to bop. <laughs> yeah, that's what they say. I have the uh, world record in bopping and twisting. <laughs> Didn't they make? Did they ever make a Boppet where there were like too many things to hit? Because I remember Boppet Extreme had the four of them. Well, Boppet Regular always had the voice thing on it that you could turn on and off, so you, you could choose whether you wanted to be overstimulated and yeah. scream at a piece of plastic. Like, <laughs> it's like those. What are those things kids have nowadays? Like little fidget balls that have like the knob and the twister and the button on it. Well, iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fidget, fidget cube. No, but like uh, the Boppet. Fidget cube. The Boppet was the original one. fidget cube. Why did they? Why have they not made a Boppet tabletop RPG? Because they tried to stop it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Boppet tabletop RPG. It's like they're like, they're like I play Boppet, and you're like, uh, twist it. <laughs> yeah, I'm a screaming man myself. I'm a screamer. <laughs> I think I do remember a version of Boppet where you could yell into it as one of the inputs. Yeah, yeah, no, there was a little lever you pulled to, like, I want to scream and I don't want to scream. And you Turn. always left a lever pulled to oh, scream. Of course, yeah. I, have, I said to that every single turn, it just asked me to scream. She's <laughs> like, scream, ah! Like, go crazy. Scream, ah! <laughs> Ah, yes, my screaming child loves this toy. <laughs> it's a perfect outlet. It'd be fun to do, like, a how to play Bop It. It's like, when it says Bop It, Bop It. 
<laughs> my screaming child. <laughs> I give this to my screaming child, Hogathar. And he just <laughs> thinks it's a delight. <laughs> I've never seen him so infatuated with a toy before. Do you like this toy, Hogarp? <laughs> what was the kid's name? <laughs> Thorax. <laughs> this is the kind of memory I have when I record. Gas yeah. station weed sent me to High Froth Guy. <laughs> yeah, object permanence deletes itself from my memory. Yeah, so sad. Yeah, I hate it when I like, put the bop it down and then all of a sudden it's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I can only bop it once, twist it once, pull it once. Scream once. Oh, wait, what if there was, like, a disposable bop it where, like, every time you, like, bopped or stopped it, it, like, a piece fell off and you <laughs> eventually ran out? They should do one that shocks you every time you fuck up. <laughs> oh, wait, like, uh, the fucking potato, the electric potato you had. Yeah, I, so I brought a, a shock potato once to, to a hangout sesh, and, um, every time, you, it's like hot potato, and there's, there's a beeping countdown, and if you're the last one with it, it shocks you with like probably taser level voltage. No, it's like a dog collar. It's like it's basically a potato dog collar. They do warn you in the directions that like if you have a pacemaker, do not play this fucking game. If you have a pacemaker, you're not even supposed to walk through an X-ray machine. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> oh my god! Did somebody try to put their dick and balls on the shock potato? That might feel pretty good, you know. It did go missing for a, a while when I brought it to my friend's party. <laughs> yeah, you probably up someone's ass. <laughs> Have you been using the shock potato to beat Magnus Carlson in chess? <laughs> <laughs> you have the shock potato under your nutsack, and it's fucking telling you exactly which piece to move. Knight to I'm G four. I'm gonna bid eighty million dollars for the Magnus Carlson ass age potato. <laughs> Magnus Carlsen, a brother of the Magnum Orifice. Yes. Oh, yeah. The Magnus Carlfist. He follows us on Twitter. Yeah, thanks, Magnus. We know you're our biggest fan. Yeah. Sorry we cheated. Yeah. It, it's not my fault. I was currently being anally stimulated. <laughs> not of my own will. I don't know how that potato got up there. I have no... It was an accident. I sat down on the chair too hard... And it got stuck, okay? What if the guy he was playing against, like, accidentally fell into a big vat of, like, Bluetooth headsets? <laughs> it's like, like the Joker story. But yeah, like, no! And he's just, he can hear, like, someone on a, on a phone call all the time. No! No! I've fallen into a vat of anal beads! He's <laughs> an... It's gonna be like, oh, we have a new take on the Joker. He fell into a vat of anal beads. Wait, okay, it is kind of crazy, though, that with, like, just with some anal beads and, like, a raspberry pie with stockfish on it, you can become a grandmaster at chess, and nobody would ever know. <laughs> what about... So, you heard about the People's Joker, right? Yeah. What What is that? Is I it someone's that. indie movie that uses the, the Joker's People's likeness? Joker? Yeah. Warner Brothers, like, was like, you didn't get approval for this. So it's like the Joker that's more of, like, a court drama. Yeah, it's like the Joker that that woman is making, like, on her own. Like, it's like Wait, a, is it Baby Joker? No, it's like a self-funded <laughs> Joker movie, and then they're, like, mad that Warner Brothers won't let it get made. It's like, how could you think that this Guys, is going to Guys, it's based work? on a card. It's based on a card. We just like playing cards. It's based on a Hallmark greeting card. I saw in the store. <laughs> is this the one with uh, Phoenix Man? Joaquin Phoenix? No, that's, that's the jokester. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. I thought you were talking about Phoenix, right? <laughs> yeah. Dark Ace Phoenix. attorney. Ain is attorney. Ace Joker. And speaking of the courtroom, we have a guide today straight from the court's mouth. Courtsmith. You know right. what they say, never look the gift court in the mouth. <laughs> today we have how to handle cross-examination at a trial. In movies and TV shows, cross-examination is always the most dramatic part of a trial. The lawyer is very aggressive, and the witness either folds under all the intense pressure of questioning, ouch, that must really hurt, or they erupt in anger. I would hate to erupt in anger. Dude, I hate it when I get cross-examined and the lawyer folds me 17 times. <laughs> Can't he only fold you like seven times? Yeah, you can't fold any more than that, or else your atoms will become longer than the universe. Oh my god, and it'll phase through, and like you accidentally rearrange the, the <laughs> yeah. molecules. And yeah, the, yeah, and my molecule coin. <laughs> <laughs> um, excuse me, the lawyer faced his hand into my heart and killed me. <laughs> uh, I think the lawyer put a brainworm in my ear. 
Excuse me, the lawyer took my dietary tapeworms. <laughs> that I take for dietary reasons. <laughs> Damn lawyer took my tapeworms. Nar. Nar. Please strike the tapeworms from the record. <laughs> In real life, cross-examination can be much less dramatic, but only if you prepare properly. You can survive even an aggressive cross-examination by carefully reviewing your prior testimony and practicing with your attorney. Oh no, the cross-investigator has grown aggressive. You must play dead or climb a tree. All these these hours spent playing patty cake with my attorney. I really hope it pays (laughs) off. (laughs) The day of the trial, you should try to commit to remaining calm and carefully listening to the lawyer's questions. Don't neglect the importance of non-visual cues such as your appearance and how you sit on the witness stand. These are just as important for jurors when accessing your credibility. This is a kangaroo court. <laughs> Read it right, this is damn a it. Court. <laughs> I love a good inside joke. Part one: getting in the right frame of mind. Step one: watch a cross-examination. Don't rely on movies or TV shows. Instead, go into a courtroom and watch a trial. <laughs> yeah, guys, I've played every single Ace Attorney game. I know just what to do, and then I like get out of my seat and try to kiss the judge. That's exactly what he does in Ace Attorney. <laughs> Is Phoenix right? He stands up, he yells objection, and then he goes over and he lays a big fat one on the judge's lips. <laughs> yeah, they let the observers participate in the trial. So Every juror gets a little kiss. <laughs> That would be, I think that would be nicer in the court system. Because you know the court system really fucks people over? Yeah. Maybe you, you should give all the jurors a kiss before they go up to the stand. No, you should fight all the jurors with brass knuckles in front of the courthouse. <laughs> a 1v1 to see who lasts longer. Yeah. The defendant or the jury. See who lasts longer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Pay attention to how attorneys ask questions and how witnesses respond. Take a notepad with you so you can capture your thoughts as you watch the cross-examination. Be objective and ask yourself, which witnesses seem the most credible? Do witnesses who get defensive seem like they're hiding something? Fred, describe what a credible witness looks like to you. He's a, he's that guy from that, what's that superhero? Your name's not Fred. <laughs> yeah, you shut the fuck up. No. You're going to describe a clown, oh. <laughs> the second they cross their arms, they're, they're credible for me. When they get mad at the question. Yeah, yeah. The second they, they reveal any sort of... Uh, like attention deficit to what the fuck the person's talking about they just freak out yeah dude i hate it when my defendant shows up in a phalanx position it really doesn't look good <laughs> uh are you more impressed by someone who never gets rattled and takes their time before answering yeah we got this baby dude he's got this fucking rattle i think he killed a man dude he keeps <laughs> rattling like crazy and he never answered my questions so all he did was cry <laughs> he knows what he's gonna get he's fucking guilty Also, pay attention to the importance of non-visual cues. Do you make assumptions about a witness based on what they are wearing or whether they have tattoos? How is that a non-visual cue, what they're wearing? (laughs) Yeah, that is a visual cue. I show up with my uh, my clown makeup. (laughs) Yeah, tattoos and flashy jewelry are straight-up visual cues. Just listen to that flashy jewelry. (laughs) I'm just thinking of Ace Attorney again. There's literally a guy who's dressed completely in pink who has, like, sparkling rings on both hands. Like, every finger has a big ring on it. So you know he's a fucking pee. Yeah, he's a piece of shit. Yeah, dude, my my favorite Ace Attorney character is a sexy clown. Oh, that is an Ace Attorney character. Dude, she has the fucking honking boobs. What? (laughs) (laughs) She has, like, a red nose thing on each one of her nipples. Hot, hot. That would be funny, or a seltzer squirter. Yeah, when she when she gets sentenced to jail for killing her like some guy, her boobs pop because they're balloons. Meme or like piece of media I've seen about that game makes me want to just like find the master copy and destroy it. Too bad it's been re. Dude, I'll never let you destroy my clown wife. <laughs> I'm gonna destroy your clown wife, dude. Don't destroy my clown wife. Too late. What is it, Libertarians with Clown Wives? <laughs> Did you see that Libertarians of New Hampshire tweeted, like, everyone should be afraid of Massachusetts, like, they're going to destroy the country. <laughs> they're going to destroy your clowns. It's like, okay, thank you, Libertarians. How much should I tip your firefighter? Yeah. Yeah, dude, how much do you need to keep your, like, little library going? Like, am I right? Yeah, yeah, Libertarians. <laughs> L- library. <laughs> I hate reading. Part one, step two. 
Review all of your prior statements. You should expect the lawyer to be well prepared for cross-examination. They have read your deposition testimony, any statements given to police, and your testimony from other trials, if any. You should review all of this testimony as well. Dude, I'm going to show up with the, uh, the Alex Jones lawyer who just gives my phone to the other team. Did he really? Yeah, you didn't hear about that. No, his lawyer literally was like, uh, like the so like the basically the prosecutor was like, yeah, your lawyer just like accidentally gave us the entire contents of your phone going back six years, and we try to tell him like, hey, you know, you did this, but he missed the messages. Yeah, that's good. That's that's pretty good for him. Isn't that malpractice? I mean, it's kind of good practice. Like, let's be he's real, not a dude. doctor. He's not like, out it's not like he fucking left. A, he didn't leave a lawyer legal pad in your body. He took the psychopathic oath. And he can't break it. <laughs> yeah, he had a uh, fucking uh, nudes of Newt Gingrich's wife. <laughs> no, not, it wasn't Newt Gingrich. Who was it? it was Roger Stone. I thought you were talking about Nancy Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> the throat goat. The, the one original throat goat. <laughs> and Ronald Reagan, our first cuck president. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald Reagan and not was our, our last. Oh. Our first hot wife president. Oh, yeah. He had a really hot No, wife. he was the hot wife. I see. <laughs> Your lawyer should have copies of any deposition. Despacito. <laughs> Your lawyer should have copies of any deposition testimony and police statements. Call him or her and ask to review that information. You can also get permission to review documents in court. Look for contradictions in your statements, even if small. You can expect a lawyer to shine a spotlight on those during cross-examination. Alex, um, put your pants back on. <laughs> no, no. Alex unzipped his jacket, so I thought we were starting to like take our. I unzipped. I, I merely unzipped my hoodie, revealing my chest penis. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, the client's police statement said he had a fat dumpy. But as you can see today, he has got a small grumpy. <laughs> Alex, would you please turn around for the court? <laughs> As you can see, the dumpy is mid at best. Show us the grumpy. For real. And the <laughs> FR, FR, yeah. says the judge. <laughs> Sends the fire emoji back to the whole team. Hot, hot, the 100 emoji. Mm-hmm. Keep one on it. You saw the defendant's grumpy. Kind of nice with it. <laughs> Part 1, step 3. Practice your testimony on cross-examination. Ideally, your lawyer will do a dry-run practice session. Your lawyer can pretend to be the attorney cross-examining you. After the practice session, you and your lawyer can review your testimony. Hmm, yeah, that that sure is a cross, all right. I've thoroughly examined it. All right, now I get to play the cross-examiner, and you get to play me. (laughs) No! (laughs) I prefer wet runs to dry runs. Why is that? Because I hate being dry. Yeah, dude, have you ever had to, like, get your cross examined while you were dry? It's much easier when you're wet. Yeah, yeah. My my wife, she keeps like spending late nights at the cross examiner's house, and then she'll come back and like her hair's all messy, and she just got fucked by the cross examiner. Uh, really, honey? Was the priest examining your Jesus. cross again? You know, um, practice practice with a friend or family member. If your lawyer won't do a practice session, <laughs> your lawyer won't LARP with you. <laughs> hey, let me see your cross. Think of what questions the other side might have. You obviously can't anticipate every question you will be asked. Nevertheless, you will be asked about contradictions in your statements and general questions about your ability to see or hear whatever you are testifying about. Uh, excuse me, Judge. I am blind and deaf, so I can't go to jail because I can't see or hear anything. But I'm really good at pinball. <laughs> Practice your answers. You don't want to sound rehearsed, but you want to feel comfortable and confident. Look at yourself in a mirror and judge how you appear as you talk I didn't murder him I didn't murder no murder Annie are you okay are you okay that sounds about murder so he's singing it at the trial he was found guilty (laughs) (laughs) he was so confident Uh, yeah step four inform your lawyer of any problems with your testimony your lawyer can defuse any bad fact my my lawyer can defuse any projectiles up to level five (laughs) That's a good lawyer. <laughs> Judge, I have brought a bomb today. <laughs> <laughs> You're cross-examining a bomb. <laughs> I, I hate to drop a bomb on you, but it opens up your pants, revealing a big bomb. So you said the blue wire is how you get disabled, but really, it's the red wire. Judge, would you please cut that wire? <laughs> Boy, it looks like a red wire. That's what it is, Judge. He, he pulls like the top off his gavel and a pair of scissors come out. <laughs> He's got the Swiss Army gavel. 
What could the judge use instead of a gavel for fun? Oh, dude, one of those fucking little binky things that go like squeak, little squeaky hammers. But that, that's still yeah. a hammer, though, like something other than a hammer. Yeah, most judges don't have object permanence yet. Why would you give a little kid a squishy hammer? You're just going to teach him to hit people with a hammer. With, <laughs> yeah, with no consequences. I feel yeah, it's like, oh, here's this fun little hammer that you can hit people with, so that way you can graduate later to a larger hammer. We all know that for most judges, if you dangle keys in their face, they're going to be like, uh, well, well, you know, I can't resist a pair of dangling keys here. You're, you're making me weak. <laughs> I feel like dangling keys is just eternal. Like, everyone loves a good dangling key. Everybody wants to hear a, a good jingle jangle. Yeah. So they could use that instead of a gavel, then. Oh, just hold some keys and yeah. jingle them in front of everyone <laughs> as everyone pays attention. <laughs> For example, if you've been convicted of a felony, then your lawyer can bring that up. It will take some of the sting out of the negative information. So when you, like, show up to work and he's like, uh, my client here, he committed a felony, so he's got to go to jail. Like, are you even trying at that point? You're the worst lawyer ever. <laughs> uh, like, my, my guy, he, like, did, the, did a thing. <laughs> He's got to go to timeout. He did an oopsie whoopsie, but I don't think he needs to serve hard time. <laughs> you, you, you don't send him to the oopsie mines. Ladies, yeah. ladies and gentlemen of the jury, we can all agree that timeout is too harsh a punishment <laughs> for my client. You're going to listen, we will settle for extra milky. <laughs> If you made misstatements in a prior testimony, such as a deposition, let your lawyer know. They'll give you a chance to correct it on direct testimony. Yeah, I, again, guys, I, I said I had the fat dumpy, but I'm really just a mid-dumpy. Think you can, like, work that into the statement somehow? You should plead dumpy. You said that dumpy was scrumptious? That's perjury. <laughs> did, did you not eat the ass? <laughs> I want the ass, the whole ass, and nothing but the ass. I want the whole, the butt, and nothing <laughs> but whole. <laughs> oh if you have criminal convictions or convictions for perjury, let your lawyer know. You can be sure the other side's attorney will raise these issues on cross-examination. Yeah, you uh, you're a known liar, so your testimony should be thrown away. Uh, I'm lying right now. <laughs> <laughs> Just imagine saying that somebody's like, uh, I'm lying right now. <laughs> this next statement will be a lie. <laughs> Do you lie often? Uh, I'm lying right now. It's funny because if you think deep enough into that, I'm lying right now. So he's lying about lying. So then you're into this like hole, and then the jury's going to be like, you know, stuck with the spinning beach ball of death from like Mac OS. Yeah. <laughs> And then you're going to get let out of court because of task kill or something. Let your lawyer know if you have a personal relationship with either party in the case. For example, you might be having sex with the judge. That would be awesome. <laughs> Just, I'm having sex with the judge right now. Do you think the judge is naked under the robe? Yo, he probably just like wears a pair of boxers under there. No, Let's be real. no, I think it's hot under there. I think he's probably just wearing nothing at all. Does anyone actually see the judge walk up to the to the podium, or is he like there when everybody gets him? Dude, I got to upskirt the judge. I think usually they lower him from the ceiling. No, the, the judge judges exist at fixed points in the universe. Like they just build the court around them. You can either know the judge's location or their speed. Both. Yeah. <laughs> or you can have the judge walk over like an air vent and go like, "Oh no!" And this guy comes up. Can we can we have him? Like risen up from below the stage oh, yeah. of, of, the, of the courtroom. The the the, ti the tiny four foot five judge stands on top of like an industrial fan. Is like oh, and it just like splats them into the ceiling. Uh, you might testify on behalf of someone who's your business partner. Uh, your lawyer would need to know this fact, so you can expect the other side will argue that you are very biased because of your personal relationship. I actually am the judge. Like, what if what if the judge commits the crime? The judge is on trial, and he's also judging his own trial. Like, man, what if the system is the one doing the crimes? Like, Scoob, what if the Scooby Snacks are actually the judge? <laughs> like, Scoob, do you think it's bad? I eat dog food all day. <laughs> Raggy, Rat Rumpy is rid. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's no Scooby. Yeah. She's just hallucinating. Like, Scooby, why don't you answer me? <laughs> Please, Scooby, I'm all alone. I need you. I'm in court. <laughs> Step five. Realize your attorney can clarify confusion. Lawyers are skilled at asking yes or no questions. 
These aren't really questions at all. Instead, they are assertions of fact to which you respond by agreeing or disagreeing. I assert that that dumpy is fat. It's not what your, it's not what your dumpy can dump on you. It's what you dump into your dumpy. Sorry, I had, to, I was required to say that. We had to get that out. Mission accomplished. <laughs> you might be tempted to answer one of these questions with, "Yes, but can I explain?" However, you should realize that the attorney cross-examining you probably won't let you explain your answer. All right, they're starting their cross-examination. Okay, is it, it a person, place, or thing? It's a thing. Is it a human? Yes. Can it be used for cooking? No. <laughs> well, I'm out of ideas now. <laughs> this, this guy generally makes me feel like an absolute idiot because I don't understand the basics of courtroom etiquette or anything. I know there's a jury. I know there's a judge. You're supposed to have your fork on the left side. All right. So the jury and judge, like, comprise a complex ecosystem. Mm-hmm. And basically, like, the... The, the judge, judge feeds on the jurors. The judge... No, the, the judge captures the prey. Uh-huh. And then the presents the prey to the jurors, and the jurors begin to filter feed, and they no. reproduce another juror. He's like a he's like a the mama bird. He the judge mouth feeds all of the information listen, to listen, the jury. We're all trying to figure out something really complicated that no humans meant to understand. I know yeah. that whoever talks the loudest gets to talk more after everyone. Shuts oh, dude, up. I'm so glad I brought the screaming bop it. I know you're supposed to say your honor. You're supposed to say my client. Um, your, your Majesty. Yeah, I plead the fifth. Oh I, yeah, I, you can plead different things. Um, I pl- I plead the need for speed. Mm-hmm. Um, I plead the fifth, the sixth, the can fourth. You, can you plead? What other amendments can you plead? Can no, you no, plead like the prohibition one that they repealed. <laughs> See, what you have to do is you have to plead the eighth because then you go only get one eighth of the punishment. Oh. Pleads, give me one eighth of the punishment, pleads. <laughs> What the fuck are we doing? You can do what that is with, this guy? This guy sucks ass. I hate this guy. <laughs> this guy no. makes me angry. All right, we should start to criticize the guide. Read the next step for us to criticize. Nevertheless, when you answer at trial, you should still say, may I explain? We should cross-examine the guide. Yeah. Where I, were you last night, guide? I bet you were just in the same place you normally are. It's pretty suspicious. Uh, sorry, I was writing myself last night. These answers kind of suck. Fred, did you write this guide? Maybe. When did you find this guide? I, j- I just found it. You were 45 <laughs> minutes late today. You could have been writing this guide in the meantime. I can type pretty fast. Your lawyer will have a chance to question you again after I... Uh, you get an ad for San Jose's tequila. It's about like... So when you get cross-examined, it's because you're probably lying, right? And yeah. that's why you have to know how to defend yourself. They're basically trying to compare your testimony to the evidence and trying to find contradiction. So like the second... So I, I am the lawyer. I call a witness to the stand and ask questions automatically without any who hut or All right, we're doing a mock uh, trial right now. The other, the other lawyer gets to question them as yeah, well. Yeah, that makes sense. Hank, yeah. Hank is on the stand, and you're cross-examining him. Go. Where were you tonight? Well, don't you have to examine him first so that way we know the facts? Yeah, give me, show me the, the thing. I've just started taking your... off all my clothes. So we, we found Hank um, in the middle of an alley in a pool of sweat. With this guide, just neatly typed on his tablet. I did not type. I don't know who. I had a monkey, actually. A monkey with a typewriter who made this. Why didn't you wipe the sweat off when you finished? I'm collecting it. Why Why would you do that? <laughs> uh, because I'm actually a, uh, a famous internet star, and I like to sell my sweat for $15. It's gamer juice. Oh, so what f- happened with all those controversies where people got sick uh, drinking your gamer juice? <laughs> <laughs> That's never happened. That's never happened. Imagine it's like a, a garnish. Imagine a girl calling your sh- calling it the gamer juice. It's like, oh, give me your gamer juice. <laughs> what are we like? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> this doesn't even. This is. Uh, currently, and the guide froze. Currently, we're stalling because I can't scroll up and down. <laughs> on the guide. Right, I think it's been a while since we abandoned that guide, but I think we should abandon this one. What do we do? I do don't, you, do you want sh- a random guy that I just pull out of my ass? Right sure, now? pull it out of your ass. So no, we're doing, we're doing this one. How to open a jar. We're, we're doing how to use hand signals to train your deaf dog. Okay. That might be more fun than courtroom-related bullshit. Just, might just be sad, though. All right. The dog plays a mean pinball. So, you got to learn the hand signals. When you're trying to train a dog that can't hear, you need to use sight. 
you can create your own hand signs, but it's a good idea to use established dog hand signals instead. <laughs> you gotta be able to do the things the dog hands can do. Oh, do you speak ASL? No, I only speak DSL. Dog sign language. Oh, yes. is that what that stands for? <laughs> um, in order to teach your dog these hand signals, you will need to learn them yourself. You only... <laughs> What if, what if I had a signal that I could give to myself to go wee-wee on command? My favorite signal is the kill signal. Yes, all dogs should be taught to kill. <laughs> so what, what's that? Just like froth of the mouth and, and wobble your jo- your jobbles up? No, I, you, do, I, um, I, take, I take a fist and I take two fists. Fingers and I don't know. What are you? You, 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 you are a bad guy. I make guy, a dude. little duck. It's like a skull and crossbones kind of type you, deal. You make a, a an okay symbol with one hand and you point your other point your finger Guys. out with the other and you put the finger through the hole. Guys, this is a family program. It's it's more of like the Naruto hand signs. Like I cast a spell the dog understands. Wait, say Naruto like you're Australian. Naruto. Is that, are you speaking? No, you'd be like, like Naruto. Naruto. Narigato. No, don't worry, Ari Naruto. Nar, Nar, Naruto. Nar. <laughs> What's the next dog sign? You only need to learn a few hand signals at a time. As you progress with training your dog, you can learn new signals and then teach them to your dog. Understanding established dog hand signals can benefit your dog. Yeah, it's actually much harder to teach your dog how to do hand signals than to teach your dog to understand hand signals. Most people should just train their dog to accept yelling. Well, he's deaf. He doesn't know what it means. No, if you yell loud enough, I'm sure you could feel it in the air or something. If oh, if you, you play the no. piano, like Beethoven's? Bathearts? Mozart? <laughs> <laughs> like Captain Bathearts <laughs> and his magic piano. <laughs> Accompany your hand signals with the appropriate voice commands. Well, he's deaf. He's not going to understand them. It's okay. They can feel vibrations. Yeah, but you can hook it up to an Alexa and use the voice commands. Or you could give your dog a cochlear implant. Oh, the mm-hmm. dogs can read lips, so you should still say it out loud. <laughs> oh my god, Fred, look at this guy's face. He looks like a deaf dog. Oh, wait, actually, you should turn on the tablet. <laughs> oh, ooh, because Fred was seeing his own reflection. Oh, you damn no. Dog. no. I didn't. It took me so long to realize that. This guy is so much better than the other guy. <laughs> yeah. I just want to say. I, I like suffering and misery, personally. And no, and six steps in. That episode is going to turn into garbage if we step with that guy. <laughs> I worked hard in the guide mines to bring you these ores. Uh, step four, cons- co- consider coordinating facial expressions with the hand signals. Uh, when using hand signals with your dog, use facial expressions to reinforce the message because they can read human facial expressions. Smile when they do well, frown or make a sad face when they misbehave, and act excited when they are playing. Do dogs understand your emotions? Um, I think he understands the, the feeling. Does he understand the gravity of what I'm feeling, though? No. Like, when I come home from a rough day at work, does he understand that, like, work is going to slowly... He knows that your day was rough, but he doesn't know, like, what rough means. Mm -hmm. Like, rough, rough. Awooga! So you you have to come home and show him the pain you experienced in the day so that way he can he can be on your level Make you have you have to bring him your file reports that your your boss was giving you and show your dog how to do that you have to feed him your homework <laughs> you gotta put him <laughs> on the phone with your boss so he can get yelled at <laughs> this is my deaf dog he's very good at being yelled at <laughs> method one step five use positive reinforcement training when training a positive de- reinforcement that's like a dog <laughs> I know. dude I know. <laughs> When training a deaf dog, you should encourage good behavior instead of punishing bad behavior. Re- reward your dog with a treat, toy, pat on the head, or verbal praise when it does what you ask it to do. Withhold these rewards when your dog does something you don't want repeated. Uh, Doug and the Limu Emu could save me $947, which just feels like a made-up number. Because why would they know that about me? What, what do you think a good seasoning for the Limu Emu would be? Come. <laughs> uh, no, that's pronounced cumin. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, that was just for shock value. I think if I was going to cook an emu, I'd probably cook it in adobo. <laughs> what if you were going to eat and kill Barney? How would you cook him? That's not for shock value. Grill. Well, I'd roast him on a spit, but like, I would think I would use like Cajun seasoning on him. Oh, yeah. Because he's kind of like an alligator. 
Yeah. I don't know. I'd prefer Big Bird over Barney. Like, Barney has a lot of meat, but at least I know what Big Bird's going to taste like. Nobody should be eating Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> yeah, I would not trust that meat. Dude, imagine just, like, putting some boiling water in that trash can. Maybe a little gumbo. Actually, you know what? Oh, <laughs> wait, the Oscar gumbo? Wait, that might be a little good. Because, like, the garbage adds seasoning. I mean, if it was, like, an Oscar steak, I think you're good as long as you cook the outside of it. But if it's ground Oscar, you better watch out. And there's out. only one Oscar. Like, what if you have it as your favorite thing and you need it, and now Oscar's gone? <laughs> you gotta, like, trick him, trick him to going into the barrel, too, like they do with lobsters. I need to find other Oscars that are more like you. <laughs> no, but guys, the fried Elmo is so good. Okay, I think maybe the Grinch is a good analog for Oscar. Yeah, it's, like, it's like you, you just take the, the Grinch and you boil him alive in a trash can. It's like, it's like a lobster. <laughs> all right, all right, get in the search bar. How to cook Sesame Street characters. That's, oh, yep. no. <laughs> it's like, oh, I, I think Grover might taste a little like him. Grover, get in the trash can. <laughs> I think Grover would definitely taste like shit. He's too stringy. Uh, animal probably tastes pretty good. Ker- 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 you put Kermit in the boiling tray. He's like, hmm, this this water is uh, actually the perfect Ooh, temperature right now. a little bit of escargot. Do they have regular animals in the Sesame Street universe? I assume there's like a pigeon. That was like small like humans. Birds. Oh, they do have humans. How they the, do have humans. How the fuck would you cook Snuffleupagus? Slowly. <laughs> Very slowly. Just like Edison did. Eat the vacuum cleaner from, like, fucking Teletubbies. <laughs> yeah. How, how would you prepare Nunu? The tubby custard looked pretty fucking good. And tubby toast, I'll tell you, that looks pretty good, Dude, too. Dude, the tubby toast. They get some crackhead look, and they're like, tubby toast. <laughs> tubby toast is methadone. <laughs> tubby custard. I think the Teletubbies teach kids good life lessons, like... Uh, there are five colors, and uh, you can watch TV on your stomach. The sun is an eldritch old one in the form of a baby. He smiles upon you, but only Wait, for today. Wasn't there like an episode where it was Hillary Clinton in the sun once? Yeah, <laughs> absolutely not. That yeah. was. I could have sworn I remember seeing that. Subliminal message. You saw Nancy Pelosi in a meme. No, no, no. But you're oh, fuck. You're oh, fuck. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah. Memes have entered your real life brain. No, but what you're thinking of is how, um, like, the baby who was the son from Teletubbies grew up to be Secretary of State. Good morning. Sunday morning. I think I mentioned this before, but my friends and I, we, like can't talk normally anymore we just say memes back and forth to each other. oh so you don't actually talk at all oh no oh. we're talking the whole time but we're just saying oh that's like that meme <laughs> that's funny that's like this meme oh my no, I, no joke like i also when i was in middle school i had a friend that i would only communicate with in jokes from the gi joe psas <laughs> that's that sounds right we were in an emergency stranger danger situation, but because I could not think of a reference from the G.I. Joe PSA, he was captured. He's <laughs> never been found. <laughs> Don't say that to the bad man. Don't Wait. give him the stick. Method one, step six, limit the length of training sessions. Restrict obedience lessons to about 15 minutes when training deaf dogs. This will keep the sessions fun while not going beyond your dog's attention span. However, you do want these short training sessions often and consistently. Several sessions a day will help your dog learn commands more quickly and easily. If your dog still needs positive reinforcement, consider giving it a pat on the head or some other type of physical infection instead of a three threat. <laughs> oh, sir, <a> treat. <laughs> Give your dog another infection as a treat. <laughs> After your dog is reliably responding to your commands, you should transition from treats to praise to limit your dog's caloric intake. Yeah, I tried training the cat for a bit, and as soon as I started replacing the treats with pats on the head, he stopped doing the things I wanted. (laughs) Yeah, when was the last time you patted uh, an animal and had them have a positive reaction? (laughs) I pat the cat all the time, and he like, likes it. Well, like, you, when can, I, you can pet them. When I patted the top like, of Oscar's head to him. stuff pat. him. Really? Okay. No, no, no. I literally... <laughs> Deeper like, into the trash can. <laughs> Dude, every now and then, I'll get him to dap me up, and I'll give him a nice little pat in the head. The cat daps you up all the time. He daps up your ankles when you run into your room. <laughs> Dude, he slaps my ass. <laughs> <laughs> the cat will chase Hank into his room and, like, like try to claw the back of his thighs. Yeah, he'll, like, jump up on his hind legs and take both of his hands and just go, like... Bap on like both of my ass cheeks. You're getting sexually harassed by your cat. Yeah, in does your he home. does he cat call you? 
He goes, meow. <laughs> meow. That's a nice piece of meow ass. <laughs> meow. Got a mid dumpy. Meow. <laughs> My cat is innocent, Your Honor. Uh, step seven expand your dog's vocabulary. Expand your dog. <laughs> no, don't teach him that word. Don't teach him that word. <laughs> you, you like you like put the bike pump in his mouth and go like whoop, whoop, whoop. You don't want to. So a lot of animals have um, like secret growth potential, but we do not want them to actualize that <laughs> yeah. power. Yeah, like insects. If insects were the size of dogs, Your Honor, my neighbor activated my dog's secret growth potential. <laughs> now he's like Clifford the Big Red Dog. Yeah, no, that's a dog that had secret growth potential. And sense. Emily Elizabeth, using genetic engineering, was able to get him to grow. Yeah, you know what they say about Emily Elizabeth? She's actually 500 years old, and she's never died. <laughs> oh, no, don't tell certain people that. <laughs> did, did Clifford ever kill anybody? <laughs> yes. <laughs> probably inadvertently. Like, if he steps into the ocean, there's probably a tidal wave that happens in Japan. Mm. He's, not that, he's not that big. I hope that mom had a C-section. <laughs> <laughs> Clifford was born the runt of the litter, dude. So small. And then he grew with the love of Emily Elizabeth and whatever steroids. With the strange alphabet soup is choose for It was them. a strange glowing bottle labeled the love of Emily Elizabeth. Oh, no, no Hank, was Hank, it was a Martha Speaks yeah. that ate the soup. <laughs> he's thinking of Martha Speaks. Wait, so did, did Clifford grow before or after coming out of the womb? After. Like, talk talk about inflating dogs. A chihuahua can't have, like, a husky puppy. Why, why oh, wait, not? have you ever seen a porkusky? A porkusky? <laughs> no. Uh, it's a pugorsky. Pugorsky? The Pugor famous <laughs> Russian author. That explanation didn't help at all. <laughs> no, it was like... <laughs> it was like a wicked... I, I can't remember what it was. It was like a German shepherd with... It was basically a German shepherd with tiny little fucking little tiny baby legs I've ever seen. My coworker was telling me that he has a chai poo. Chai poo? Yeah. And I said, oh, you mean a poo wawa? <laughs> he did not like that. A poo wawa. <laughs> You can teach your dog more than just signs used for formal commands. After it has mastered some basic commands, continue to expand its vocabulary and make up more signs for everyday items and teach it how to speak and do the alphabet and things such as toys. Like maybe it doesn't what the say that. Means. It doesn't say that. It doesn't say that. Strike it. <laughs> it does say to wave your hands back and forth like you just don't care. Oh, we're on a method two. We're telling our dog how to sit. You can't just tell a dog how to sit. You have to jam its ass into the ground. Yeah, he, sorry, he learns we're... through my solid leadership and example. I'm <laughs> sitting so hard. When someone tells me to sit, I sit. <laughs> and you better learn from my example. <laughs> I'm also being insensitive. We're not telling our dog to sit. We're asking, the asking dog to sit. it. I wonder what the world record for sitting is. <laughs> Speed running, <laughs> teaching a puppy how to sit. <laughs> He's just like me for real. Just... I've been sitting for over 30 years in the same chair. <laughs> My swamp ass is unlike any anyone has ever seen. Now, Mr. Henry, can you explain these pictures and video of you walking around the supermarket? Okay, if you look very closely, you can actually see a small, small chair connected to my butt. <laughs> so I'm still technically sitting. <laughs> oh, what do you want me to sit in the world's smallest chair for you? Is it like a like a rolling chair with a really tall? <laughs> yeah. A really tall. Yeah, uh, yeah. A really it's tall, a, handsome it's a really red tall dog. Rolling chair that I have going down my pant leg. <laughs> Your Honor, this line of questioning is simply idiotic. Irrelevant. You're out of order. I'm always trying to say that to somebody. Uh, all right, so we're teaching a dog how to sit. Do the hand signal. Uh, when you believe your dog is poised to sit down, make the hand signal you've chosen prior to it sitting. The initial goal is to have the dog understand the connection between the signal and the action that it's actually trying to do. A common signal to use for sit begins with your right hand down by your side. Gradually bend the arm at the elbow, keeping the fingers straight and lifting up the middle finger until both of your fingers touch the right shoulder. <laughs> Wait for a time when the dog is naturally going down to sit. Wait, waiting for that time allows you to communicate the connection between the signal and the action. Dude, my dog is just like those cows that will sit for indeterminate periods of time, so it's really hard to teach him. Is that a real thing? Yeah, cows can sleep or sit. Sleep standing up or sit down and sleep. <laughs> they can only sleep or sit. And they do it at equal rates. Like, sometimes they'll spend 50% of the time sleeping standing up and 50% of the time sleeping lying down. Can they eat while sleeping? <laughs> no. That would be cool. <laughs> sleep eating. Have you guys ever eaten something and then woken up with it next to your bed? Yes. No. Like, falling asleep with food in your mouth or eating? 
Yeah, I'm falling asleep eating a yogurt before. Really? <laughs> Yummy. Did you wake up covered in yogurt? <laughs> no, I just woke up with like a little spoon in my hand and a little yogurt cup. At least you didn't leave it in your mouth. Yeah, I fell like asleep with fell asleep. A, two I cigars stayed. in my mouth. <laughs> two lit cigars. <laughs> they, were, they weren't gone by the time you, you ever, woke up. You ever wake up with the blood in your mouth? Yeah. <laughs> you, woke up, you wake up with lung cancer. <laughs> you wake up and you just smoke comes out of your mouth. <laughs> oh, I must have been smoking the blunt. <laughs> I think it's, it's always the blunt and not a blunt. <laughs> you only have one. <laughs> oh, I woke up smoking the blunt. <laughs> Wait, would the, you know how like if you if you pinch somebody's nose they wake up? If you put two cigarettes in somebody's nose, so do you think that would, would that wake them up? Yeah, what if they started burning you while you were sleeping? Do you think you would notice? <laughs> me 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 <gasps> me me me. What if I put your hand in a in a bucket of cigarette ash? A bucket of piss. <laughs> you piss cigarettes. <laughs> you you make water. <laughs> I'm just really hydrated, okay? Method two, step two, give a reward immediately when the dog sits. Reinforce the dog's positive action with a reward, the yes sign, to show that it will be rewarded for the action. Keep repeating until your dog understands the link between yes and the reward. I uh, I teach my dog how to commit tax fraud just so that he knows what it is and that he should not do it. Yeah. Teach my dog the word yas. Yeah, yog, dog. Oh my god, they yasified my poo wawa. <laughs> Teaching a simple command like sit. Transition to just a yes signal and no treat. You cannot give your dog a treat every time you ask it to sit forever. You need to transition off the treats once the dog responds to the signal consistently. Could you just like not feed your dog and only give him treats every time he did a trick so you never have to worry about giving him too many treats? That? No, you need to watch its caloric intake. You need to watch. You need to put it on a seafood diet. You need to see the dog's food, and then you need to eat it. <laughs> That's what Shaggy fucks, dude. Yeah, Be- Shaggy has Scooby on a very strict diet. <laughs> yeah, why does Scooby get to eat human food, but Scooby- Shaggy has to eat dog food? Scooby-, <laughs> Scooby and Shaggy only get fed when they are part of some sort of elaborate scheme. <laughs> oh. They've been, like, basically harvesting Scooby and Shaggy's hunger <laughs> to drive them to do stupid shit to look for clues. It's, yeah. like, very clever. Fred's their owner. He's He corrals them towards mysteries. They, there is an, uh, so, on Venture Brothers, there's an episode where they have, uh, like, an analog of the Scooby-Doo team, and Fred is a complete sociopath, and he's, like, <laughs> keeping them as, like, prisoners. They're, like, they're, like, we, they, they, he's been keeping them around since they were teenagers and making them solve mysteries against their will. <laughs> so he's got like Velma and Daphne addicted to drugs, and he's got like he's been dosing Shaggy with psychedelics constantly. Like Jinkies, give me some more of that crack. So Shaggy's like paranoid constantly. He's like a paranoid schizophrenic, and then Scoob is like this weird, like genetically engineered dog. <laughs> Velma always misses is always missing her glasses because Fred's stealing it. Yeah. Oh my god, this is the best picture I've ever seen. You showed that last time. Dude, okay, so this dog <laughs> like right every now, picture you've ever seen. No, this is actually my favorite picture. So basically, there's a woman yelling with a big cross. She's cross-examining the dog. And the dog is fucking... He's doing the cheeky little, like... He's like, ee hee hee that cross that has been slightly set off axis is actually called an X. It's like an ancient <laughs> Dude, that dog looks so funny. He looks like a fucking... just, like, ate a big block of cheese. Don't startle the deaf dog. When training a deaf dog, you need to be able to get its attention without using sound. It is easy to scare or surprise a deaf dog that is sleeping or doesn't notice you approaching. Be thoughtful when approaching it so that it doesn't get scared and snap at you in fear. Yeah, my dog really hates the jack-in-the-box. Every every time I every time I wake my, my dog up with a jack-in-the-box, he's fucking pissed. Yeah, my dog hates it when I pick him up and shake him. <laughs> I've seen uh, somebody who wakes up their deaf dog by blowing air in their face. That's, a good That's smart. Yeah. They they say to uh, put your hand in front of its nose so it smells your presence. Mm. They should make an alarm clock that just releases a smell in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> like it could be pleasant or unpleasant, but like you just like, what is that? And you you have to walk around your room and figure out what it is. Like, you play a oh, prank. It's morning. <laughs> You like farting smell. Bacon would make sense, but that's 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 a vanilla. Okay. That's, that's a vanilla breakfast. Like, that's morning evil. Sense. If you woke up to like the smell of like sizzling, the smell and sound of sizzling yeah. bacon <laughs> for your alarm clock, too. and then you're like, oh boy, and then you get up and you realize none of it is there for you, and, and you still have to make it. Yeah, yeah. If, if you want some, is there anything better than waking up hungover on Christmas Day with your family, 
and someone is cooking bacon on the stove right yeah, before you oh, go yeah. get presents. Wretched. Our, my family tradition is we always get uh, Chinese food for breakfast. On Christmas Day? On <laughs> Christmas Day, Chinese food for breakfast. Wow. <laughs> I, I can say I've never had Chinese food for breakfast. They're, they're like, Henry, you need to have your morning spring roll. Yeah. And give the dog a treat every time it wakes up so it associates waking up with pleasant emotions. Dude, look at this fucking tiny head ass dog. He, this dog is the tiniest head. What He's the, the tiniest fuck? head ass. <laughs> His head's the size of a flashlight. Head's the size of an ass. Yes. Use light to get your dog's attention. If your dog, if your dog's awake but not looking at you, you can use light to signal that you are nearby and want his attention. Shine a flashlight or laser right in the dog's eyes so he can't see as well as hear. Try uh, your glow-in-the-dark EDM gloves. <laughs> <laughs> Try your glow-in-the-dark hula hoop and jump rope. Shoot him with Orbeez. Like you're, you're kidding, but that would genuinely work fairly well. <laughs> the, the the gloves. Have you ever been to a concert where people are gloving? Yeah. It's funny. People are making, <laughs> making glove all night long. Like, someone smokes, like, half of a really shitty joint, and then someone just does gloving in front of their face for 30 minutes next to you, and you're like, you keep looking over, and the gloving guy has not stopped. <laughs> it's like a mime. There was a guy at my high school who was into gloving. They got fingers really? of steel. Like, imagine just, like, getting into, like, ooh, making your fingers do funny motions, like... I bet they could cast quite the spell. The funniest motion I've made my fingers do is just the, like, the drum roll... Like the the tapping my fingers on the desk, like waiting for something. Yeah, that's what was that? Uh, what was that like sphere that people go like? Oh, the orb. Yeah, the orb. Oh, the the fushigi. Yeah, the fushigi. That's it, like essentially gloving without the glove. You could probably do like a fushigi thing with the electric potato. Yeah. <laughs> the fushigi is just a mirror inside of a piece of plastic. Really? Yeah, that's all it is. It looks like it's stationary, but really you're just rotating a ball. And it floats though. Shine a flashlight. Uh, no. Alright, let's just end this guide. Yeah, this has I mean, been a long enough episode. I'm gonna turn the light on and off so we can get the, the dog's attention, and then we're all gonna have a seizure, and the episode's gonna end. To be quite honest, listeners, you're lucky you even got this, so <laughs> get over yourselves. We do this for free. For now. Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon, where every week we release 16 episodes. Uh, if this was your first episode, so sorry. Dreadfully sorry. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Magnamorphus, <laughs> Magnamorphus, Magnamorphus. Dot.